It's the Morning Majlis. It is the Morning Majlis and uh, we've got a very important conversation lined up for you uh, this morning uh, because in the studios we have uh, Dr. Marwan Azrouni. Now he is uh, CEO of Dubai Blockchain Center but he's here to talk to us in greater detail about this event titled Al-Amin Forum Risks and Challenges of Online Games and Crimes. Now when I was growing up, I was always told if you play too many games, you're going to waste your time <laughs> academically, you're not going to perform well, nothing's going to go well for you. But now, apparently, it is the future. So we put this question uh, to Dr. Marwan. Um, in this event that you've got, and you as a speaker, you're talking about that there is a future for, on, for online gaming and metaverse. How much of it is a future? And, and, and are we there yet at the moment? I think we're at the very, very tipping point of uh, becoming really a society that is working, uh, uh, entertaining around uh, the PC, the, around uh, the mobile phone, and in this world uh, called the metaverse. And mm. the thing that will enable this metaverse transformation is gaming, actually, first and foremost. And uh, the, the technology, the hardware, the the processing power in your mobile and in your laptop and tablet is enough to drive this actually forward right now. Ed, can you, can you elaborate on the on the forum as well, the subject matter of it? What are the risks to young people navigating these online spaces? If you compare it to just watching uh, videos online or using other forms of entertainment online, gaming uh, surpasses everything. There's nothing that even comes uh, close to the time spent within a game and accommodating you know, uh, media, for example, watching videos related to games, watching content on how to play certain games, uh, even chatting about games in Discord and other forms. So if you, if you imagine yourself spending most of your time in a game, then this becomes your life, literally. Yeah. It, it actually, because uh, this relates to me because I spent my childhood playing video games obsessively. I could say I was addicted to online games. And there's one thing about online games uh, for example, like Fortnite, um, you can make money in the game or you have unique items that set you apart from other players, whether it's a unique hat or a special looking gun. And the way you, when you play the game, the game conditions you to want more and more items and they want you to look cool. Uh, and there's a real pressure as well uh, to just sort of get that money in any way, shape or form. So I've heard stories, for example, about kids being approached by older people and telling them, hey, I can give you this item, but you have to do something for me. So um, can you talk to me about that problem as well? Is it, do we blame the game or is it the parents? It's so complicated for me. Like if I had kids, I wouldn't know what to do with them if they were playing this kind of game because it gets addictive. They'll want the items. There are all these strangers. Where do you even start? Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very, very big question, actually. So <laughs> this is why we have this kind of forum. So yeah. On the 19th, we're going to start, discuss different aspects. We have uh, Dr. Noah Rafford, who's going to talk about how people solicit other people within the games, especially how traditionally it was done, uh, how organizations actually recruit people through gaming and really target people, certain people with really good, uh, you know, uh, multitasking skills or other reactive skills like reflex and that kind of stuff. Uh, also, uh, communities that can work together very well. Team building and gaming is huge and a lot of people target that actually. So that's one aspect of it. The other aspect like you mentioned is how do, uh, you know, governments uh, put put uh, some kind of a, um, 
governance model around gaming and gaming platform not to be too addictive and that kind of stuff. In other industries, we see a lot of control from the government, but in the gaming, we don't see a lot of control. And I think academia uh, and uh, parents have a huge role as well to educate gamers that, okay, with everything you do, you should do it in moderation. And there are ways to actually achieve that, setting time limits on the games, uh, technical enforcement, like you cannot play this game more than five hours a day. Uh, and it's, it's enforceable. It wasn't enforceable in, in my days and your days when you were, we were kids, but now the technical means are there. And also uh, protecting them from bad content, like uh, depending on the age group and that kind of stuff. This is enforceable as well right now. So uh, there are no excuses to not really have uh, control over how much your child spends on a game or which games he plays, violence-wise and otherwise. Okay. I'd like to know, because your, your topic that you're discussing uh, at the forum is governance in the, in the virtual world. And, and well, one good thing about the UAE is that we, we adapt to things very quickly as a government. You know, we had this uh, e-government before, the smart government now, uh, and uh, we've seen the, the evolution that has taken place that now I, you can renew your passport on, on a simple application uh, nowadays. To what extent do you think governments are going to embrace this metaverse? Because as a radio presenter like me, thinking about metaverse, what is metaverse? Yeah, I don't even know yeah. what it is. <laughs> so so many, is the government many okay things. There? Yeah. There many things. So first, we're one of the first countries in the world to have a digital identity, mm. which is UAE Pass right now, which is not going to be built in two or three years. It's already been active for two or three years. Uh, another part is paperless. You know, mm. everything in, in Dubai and the UAE now is paperless. So paperless strategy is really important. And aligning the economic incentives and in, in big uh, tech like uh, the metaverse strategy right now that was launched by Dubai, all of these th- things show us in the world that we are the ones that are driving this. We are the ones that creating literally the standards, the, the mechanisms where companies can be both economically viable really target the right audience, have the right infrastructure under it from latency, you know, lowest latency in the world is here with 5G and the UAE. Uh, the best network, the best people, the best player tournaments, for example, we will have in the UAE some of the biggest uh, esports tournaments mm-hmm. coming up in the next, you know, few weeks and months. Uh, and this all plays a huge role in creating an ecosystem that's both healthy, but also has really good governance around it to make sure that we progress in steps that are both uh, favorable for the economy and as well favorable for society as well. So it's done in a well-studied way, gradual way, and in a way that's uh, all-inclusive to everyone in the economy, the companies, the families, the the players themselves, and with incentives like uh, free-to-play games, and uh, play-to-earn games, it really becomes harder to to, uh, uh, economically line up with the expectations of people and the companies, but we are literally trying to get people to talk and come on the um, same table and discuss how we can do this, where where we benefit everyone. And uh, on the 27th and 28th and 29th of September, we have Metaverse Assembly, where Mm -hmm. we bring Big Tech to the table as well to talk about these issues and really work with them rather than against them and governing this space. Okay. Um, So does that mean that everyone's going to walk around with VR headsets and and even (laughs) the government uh, agents and this is is the, the norm, that we just wake up, put on our headsets and be in the metaverse or is this what is going to be in the future or where are we going with this 
uh, it's not going to be predominantly mm. like a, a <laughs> VR headset or AR headset. Yeah. There are going to be uh, wearable devices that we will use, but predominantly the interface will be some kind of evolution over, uh, you know, you tapping a piece of glass that most of okay. us do right mm. now. It's not going to stay like this for a long time. Uh, humans are m- more, you know, uh, uh, evolved than just tapping a piece of glass and interacting right. with a tablet. It's going to be a bit more, but it's not necessarily, you know, an all-encompassing kind of uh, VR headset. Yeah. It's not going to be, a, it's going to be some, somewhere in between, I think. And, okay. and can you also talk about how this could change the lives of average people, how they could tap into this technology to make their, their lives better? Uh, gaming is a huge, huge, huge uh, economy. Yeah. And one of the biggest, and, and it is right now the fastest growing economy in the world. And uh, the economic models are exploratory until now. So when we started with uh, this thing called free to earn, a lot of people doubted that it's going to be even five or ten percent of the economy. Now most of the successful games are free to free to play. Yeah. Uh, but we've seen with the advent of blockchain technology that this is actually shifting to something called play to earn. Uh, rather than what we've seen before that, which was pay to win. Uh, so uh, all these things uh, are, are really mind, mind-boggling. And a lot of people who are not gamers will not understand the economic models. But once you jump into something like free-to-earn, free it is a life-changing kind of experience. Because a lot of comp- uh, countries that the income of, the, of an average person is below poverty line sometimes. And imagine that person playing a game and earning an income for his family. This is his main, you know, bread and butter. Imagine how that changes society. And we, that's what one of the subjects we're going to talk about. Uh, a friend of mine and a creator of a guild called uh, 99 Stars, uh, his name is Luca Lombardi, he's one of the speakers, and he's going to start, start to talk about the beginning of this kind of play to earn and how really people have changed lives and what is the impact of that on their lives as well. So imagine leaving your day job and playing games mm-hmm. full time. It's, it's not an easy thing to do. But imagine that game that you play drops in value dramatically. Yeah, that impacts your life as well. Wow. Well, there's, there's so much to uh, to even think about. So, um, th- what we do know is that it's taking place on the 19th of September, yeah. uh, 10 a.m. to 1:30 p.m. Um, who should be attending this? Who is the target audience for you uh, for with, with this event? And and what do you think is going to be the expected outcome from from this forum itself? I think this is an out, uh, an event to really open your mind to see all aspects of, of gaming, uh, not only the positive and the economic aspect, but also the impact of this uh, kind of economy on us uh, yeah. here in the UAE and worldwide. And if you are not into this, if you're not a gamer, you should come and, okay. and really open your mind and see what mm. is out there and see what's coming, actually. If you are a gamer, it's really important to you to come and see how this will change your life and mm. have it at the back of your you know, mind when you are playing a game, all these things that that happen within the game, the economy, and how people move you from one game to a game. And you mentioned how the game actually incentivizes to, you to buy, um, and really makes it rewarding for you. Uh, it's more almost, almost like drugs, right? Uh, you can't stop, and and you, if you're aware, you are going to be more in control when you are actually playing. Oh, it, it all it all sounds incredibly fascinating and uh, really look forward to just learning more about the space. I think a lot more people need to learn more about what, what's going on as well, uh, especially for their safety. Uh, the conversation I've been having with a lot of my friends as well, because, you know, the NFT craze happened. A lot of people started buying those avatars. And uh, 
It's 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 a weird space, man. Like sometimes you get these promises that uh, oh your NFT is going to be used in a future game. You have social media influencers, even celebrities endorsing certain NFTs. But a lot of my friends lost money. Uh, they, they they call them pump and dumps on rug pulls, and uh, there seems to be a lot of discussion right now about what a scary thing uh, NFTs are right now. So for people who are discouraged, for people who hear these these stories. Uh, what would you have to say to those people? We're actually going to talk to, uh, about that as well in the, in the <laughs> conference. Uh, so we have a friend of mine as well called Hervé. He's going to talk about the rug pulls and all the other cybersecurity related um, uh, you know, uh, aspects of gaming, and especially with NFTs and blockchain. So uh, a lot of the metaverse events as well had a lot of people uh, that were gate crashes that used to come in into events without having the NFT that you need to come in. And the whole point of having an NFT is access to these, you know, special events, whether they are physical events or they are virtual events. And people start breaking them. People start stealing other people's NFTs. We've seen a lot of horror stories of an NFT being bought for hundreds of thousands of dollars only to be for it to be stolen, you know, the next day. A lot of people don't have this education level to protect themselves after buying an NFT. You mentioned gaming as well and avatars and games. What we've seen so far is that a lot of the games that uh, are are built for the sake of creating an NFT were not successful. They mm. crashed like yeah. like crazy. And when we see when we saw games that were built on really good gaming, really good gaming fundamentals, but added a layer of NFT, they had more success. And these are the games that are now thriving. So it depends on how you design your game, and and uh, it really makes a huge difference to to the value of the underlying asset, which is the NFT. Mm. Wow. Well, this is going to be a very uh, interesting discussion uh, taking place on the 19th of September uh, at the Museum of the Future. Very nice venue uh, to yeah. choose uh, to, to have this discussion. Um, lastly, uh, just uh, a word word of advice to conservatives. You know, a lot of parents would still be there thinking, why are my children spending too much time on the phones and playing games? HR would be looking at CCTV <laughs> of this stuff thinking, why are they wasting their time playing games? To 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 summarize the importance of of you know what the future holds and why this event is so important, uh, your word of advice to these conservatives to attend and learn more. What would you say? I would say don't have uh, fear of missing out. FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let, look, a lot of people missed out on the internet craze. A lot of people missed out on the social uh, mm. media craze. Uh, you don't have to be a fashionista to enjoy social media and get benefit from it. If you are a business, you could have benefited a lot from social media marketing and that kind of stuff. It's the same thing with gaming. Mm. It's better for you to educate yourself. Spend that time to educate yourself. Come to the event. Learn about you know the, not only all the positives, but also all the issues and the challenges that are there. Make sure you're aligned with the incentives of this uh, economy as well. Make sure that you take the, the good things and also be aware of the bad things mm. that are in it. And with that, you are owing it to yourself to really make yourself uh, uh, skilled enough to know how to deal with this technology. Because whether you like it or not, it's there. Whether you like it or not, your kids are going to be there. Mm. It's better to play and understand the, the games and the economic systems within them that your kids are playing rather than just ignoring them and, and you know, let them play without supervision. Amazing. Well, nice to summarize there. Dr. Marwana Zaruni, CEO of Dubai Blockchain Center, who is going to be also delivering a talk uh, at the Al Amin Forum, The Risks and Challenges of Online Games and Crimes. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. 
My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, if you'd like to catch this discussion as a podcast, you can do so on SoundCloud and uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, hopefully in Metaverse, you'll find it as well. Uh, and uh, you can also um, uh, watch it on uh, YouTube uh, f- uh, to have a visual experience of the Morning Majlis. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back right after the news headlines.